Our Sunday school lesson uh, for May 10th that is being taught on tonight is coming from Zechariah chapter number 8. Zechariah chapter 8 uh, verses 1 through 8 and then verse 11 through 17. Uh, I'm going to read I'm going to read the uh, the scriptures for us this evening. I'm going to read it from the New, New Revised Standard Version. The New Revised Standard Version, Zechariah 8, 1 through 8, and then I shall read uh, Zechariah 8, 11 through 17. Thank you again, all of you who are coming in. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in with us. We appreciate you. Uh, Zechariah 8 uh, verses 1 through 8 declares, The word of the Lord of hosts came to me, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I am jealous for Zion with great jealousy. I am jealous for her with great wrath. The Lord, Thus says the Lord, I will return to Zion and will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be called the faithful city. And the mountain of the Lord of hosts shall be called the holy mountain. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Old men and old women shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each with staff in hand because of their great age. And the streets of the city shall be filled with boys and girls playing in its streets. Thus says the Lord of hosts, even though it seems impossible to the remnant of this people in these days, should it also seem impossible to me, says the Lord of hosts. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will save my people from, from the east country and from the west country, and I will bring them to live in Jerusalem, and they shall be my people and I will be their God in faithfulness and righteousness. Uh, verses 8 through, uh, verse 11 rather, through 17 declares, But now I will deal with the remnant of this people, as in the former days, says the Lord of hosts. For there shall be a sowing of peace. The vine shall yield its fruit. The ground shall give its produce. The skies shall give their due. And I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all these things. Just as you have been a cursing among the nations, O house of Judah uh, and house of Israel, so I will save you and you shall be a blessing. Do not be afraid, but let your hands be strong. For thus said the Lord of hosts, Just as I purpose to bring disaster upon you when your ancestors provoked me to wrath, and I did not relent, says the Lord of hosts, and so again I have purposed in these days to do good to Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. Do not be afraid. These, these are the things that you should do. Speak the truth one to another. Render in your gates judgment that are true and make peace. Do not devise evil in your hearts against one another and love no false oath. For all these are things that I hate, 
says the Lord. Amen. May God add a blessing to the reading and most certainly the hearers and doers of His holy word. Uh, brothers and sisters, again, the unifying uh, topic of this Sunday school lesson is peace and justice reign. Peace and justice reign. Uh, according to the Sunday school book, the book in which I am teaching from uh, this evening, the Sunday school lesson is entitled, A New Day is Coming. A New Day is Coming. Brothers and sisters, uh, the main thought comes from verse number 15, and the King James reads verse 15 of chapter 8 of Zechariah this way, So again have I thought in these days to do well unto Jerusalem, and in the house of Judah, fear ye not. Brothers and sisters, there is, uh, there is a word that um, psychiatrists use um, it, it, as they study, uh, as they study uh, the behavior of people and their moods. Um, psychiatrists and even some psychologists, psychiatrists and psychologists, they um, use this term anthrozogoraphobia anthrozogoraphobia and that word is a fear of being forgotten ignored or replaced uh, anthrozogoraphobia is the fear of being forgotten ignored or replaced if you will share this lesson tonight and invite some people to come in if you will, um, here it is tonight. The people of Israel uh, felt as though they were forgotten. Um, they felt as though God had, uh, had had forgot that they existed uh, because they've been in their pain and misery. For such a period of time. Uh, brothers and sisters understand. Um, when you feel as though God has forgotten you. I want to encourage you that he has not. Uh, because God. Brothers and sisters. Does not forget. God is not a forgetful God. But also these people. Uh. These people suffer not only from being forgotten, but being replaced. And anytime change is brought about, change brings on panic. Because we don't like change. We don't, we don't like when things just abruptly turn around. Uh, brothers and sisters, under, I understand that we as a people... Well, we like things the same old way. Uh, we like things to go the same old way. But let me let me show you something, brothers and sisters. Sometimes the same old way is what got us in trouble. So a new way and a new avenue is what's needed 
in order for us to excel and to advance. Um, if you will share this lesson tonight, if you will share it tonight. But a new day is coming as this lesson entails. A new day is coming. Brothers and sisters, uh, we're in this pandemic worldwide. It's not just in one city, not just in one town, not one state. But this is a world pandemic. And in this world pandemic called COVID-19, I come to understand that this is an experience that only God can get us through. And brothers and sisters, uh, I want you not to give up hope and not to uh, poke out your lips or get in your feelings because it's going on for a length of time. Brothers and sisters, don't lose, don't lose your hope into feeling as though uh, God has forgotten about you. Brothers and sisters, understand God knows exactly what he's doing. Maybe this pandemic, maybe, just maybe, this pandemic is not causing you to feel forgotten by God. Maybe there's been another moment in your life, another situation. Maybe it was uh, from your childhood and now you're an adult and you felt you're you felt as though you've been forgotten by God because your parents divorced. Maybe you, know, you felt forgotten by God because a loved one transitioned. And you dealt with so much grief and pain and, and hurt. Just, just maybe you felt forgotten by God when you were laid off from your job. And maybe uh, you felt forgotten by God because... You were evicted uh, from a home. Brothers and sisters, you may have suffered from this, uh, this phobia of being forgotten, from being uh, ignored, from being replaced. You, you, may, you may be experiencing uh, this, uh, this feeling of being forgotten. Bless you, President Johnson. Bless you. Thank you for coming tonight. Here it is, brothers and sisters. Uh, uh, these people were in the state of mind that they were forgotten. And Zechariah comes to the scene. And his name means the Lord remembers. And brothers and sisters, so ironic and so, uh, so wonderful to know that uh, brothers and sisters, to a people who was dealing with the thoughts of being forgotten, now has a prophet come to them whose name means the Lord remembers. Hallelujah, glory to God. Thank God that the Lord remembers. Our God is not a forgetful God. Our God is all wise. He's all knowing. That's why he is attributed to being omniscient. He is the all-knowing God. God has not forgotten you. And brothers and sisters, so in dealing with the, 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 the feelings of being forgotten, being ignored, or being replaced, understand God has your best interest at heart. Brothers and sisters, and even when dealing with 
dealing with uh, tasks that God has assigned to our charge, God oftentimes would assign us to a task and giving us an assignment, it seems as though now all hell breaks loose. It seems as though now things that uh, uh, that normally wouldn't go wrong end up going wrong. And, and now here you are pulling out your hair trying to figure out what is God doing? My big brother Bishop Eldon came in the room. God bless you, sir. What is God doing? He gave me this assignment. He gave me this task. What is God doing? Has God forgotten me? The psalmist in Psalm 13, he says, How long will you forget me, O Lord, forever? He's crying out to God, God, how long will I be in this situation? How long would I be in this position? Brothers and sisters, sometimes God calls us to complete difficult tasks. But he does not abandon his call to do the work alone. Brothers and sisters, when God puts an assignment to your charge, he doesn't leave you. He walks with you. He holds you. I'm reminded of the poet the poet who uh, brings forth his complaint to God and says, God, when times got hard and rough in my life, you were nowhere to be found. But God says, look back. You see back there when the sun was shining that you see two sets of footprints. That's when I was walking alongside of you. But when times got dark and times got difficult and times got gloomy and you only seen one set of footprints. I didn't desert you. I carried you. And brothers and sisters understand in this pandemic in which we're living in and in this day that Israel and Judah was facing, brothers and sisters, God, it will carry them and God is carrying us. So the Lord sends Zechariah, who name means uh, the Lord remembers. He sends this prophet preacher to the people of Israel and to declare them a word uh, that says unto them, you will be restored. Brothers and sisters, you will be restored. You will be restored. Restore. I'm going to say it again until you shout about it, until it resonates in your spirit. You will be restored. Brothers and sisters, Zechariah's first message was a call to repentance. Let's go back to last week's lesson dealing with Zephaniah. In order to experience restoration, you have to repent. You cannot experience a move of God being outside the will of God. Lord, help me convey this message tonight. Brothers and sisters, hear me as I declare a word of truth unto you. You cannot experience the favor of God without falling on your face in the presence of God. 
You have to repent. You have to empty your heart. You have to empty yourself of all your foolishness, of all your faultiness, of all your failure. You have to empty yourself before God and say, God, I repent. If you want to experience the fulfillment of restoration, you have to go through the courtyard of repentance. You cannot, listen, you cannot get to the temple of restoration without going through the courtyard of repentance. Brothers and sisters, Zechariah and Zephaniah presented a word unto the people of God that declares unto them, you must repent. From your sins, from your wickedness, from your shortcomings, from your downfalls, you must repent. If you want to receive the favor and the blessings of God. In the King James translation, uh, Jerusalem is referred as a city of truth. And and, and in, in the New Revised Standard uh, Version of God's word, they are referred to as uh, the faithful city. The faithful city. T. Bonnie, I see you that came in. God bless you. The faithful city. And brothers and sisters, God restores his people even when we do not deserve it. Lord, help me tonight. Listen, brothers and sisters, that's a measure of grace. Lord, help me convey this lesson tonight. Here it is. God is willing to restore even though we don't deserve restoration. Even though we don't deserve it. Why we don't deserve restoration, preacher? Because our actions says we don't deserve restoration. Our actions signify we don't deserve to be restored and being put back in, in places of which we had influence and in places of which we had power and prestige. What you mean our actions? Look at the way we carried ourselves. Having bitterness towards each other. Having hatred towards each other. Being, being, a, a, being a, a, a conniving and, and stabbing people in the back and, and, and ripping people. Pulling people uh, and making them feel lower than what they are. These wicked, these wicked actions, these uh, disgusting traits. These are things, brothers and sisters, that we must repent of. God never intended for us to kick somebody when they're down. No, we're supposed to pray for each other. We're supposed to uplift each other. We're supposed to encourage each other. We got it backwards. We done missed it, brothers and sisters. Here it is, brothers and sisters. Because of their disobedience, God's people had been uprooted from the land God had given to their forebearers, had given to their forefathers, and forced them into Babylonian exile. Because of their disobedience. Brothers and sisters, disobedience requires discipline. Lord, help me get through this tonight. Here it is. Disobedience requires discipline. Brothers and sisters, if we're going to uh, uh, experience the move of God and be restored, we must acknowledge the fact that we messed up. And that God has the right to discipline his children. 
I can I've referred to it last week and I referred to it again this week. Anytime in our country we have allowed same-sex marriages, anytime we we we've allowed uh, uh, to take the Ten Commandments out of the courthouse, anytime we've allowed to take prayer out of our schools, anytime we've allowed uh, things to be done even in our local churches that are not according to the word of God brothers and sisters I come to declare it was time for God to discipline us but thanks be to God because we're covered in his blood he doesn't discipline us out of anger he disciplines us out of love he disciplines us because brothers and sisters he loves us the word of God that Declares the Lord chesses those whom he loved. And if the Lord did not love you, you would be going around like a zombie and be bamboos. Brothers and sisters, you'd be going around going, going around all uh, wild and all willy-nilly and everything. Brothers and sisters, thank God that he loves us. And because he loves us, he's going to discipline us. But he does it out of love. Brothers and sisters, he chastens us because he loves us. Zechariah 8 speaks authoritatively. Zechariah chapter 8, of which our lesson comes from, speaks authoritatively about God's promise of restoration to his people. He, we've read the text and he declares that I will bring you back. He says, listen, I'm going to allow the old men and the old women to sit out in the streets again. I'm going to allow the boys and the girls to play in the streets again. He says, I'm going to allow this. He says, I'm going to, I'm going to restore. Brothers and sisters, God assigned Zechariah. The task of bringing good news to his people. And guess what? He still has preachers on assignments bringing good news to the people. No matter how hopeless our situation may seem at times, we must hang on to the promises God found that's found in God's word. Brothers and sisters, we must hold on to the promises that are found in God's word. The promises from God will be fulfilled. Every promise that God has established for you and for I, it will come to pass. Which is why the word of God declares that all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. Brothers and sisters, understand that the promises in which God has established, in which God has ordained, which God has implemented, has been set up, has been put in place for you and I. Brothers and sisters, the word of God declares the will of God. Lord, have mercy. Here it is. God is the sovereign ruler and commander of all the angelic armies. God promised that his people would be restored and richly blessed. 
the Lord desires to cleanse, restore, and bless them as well as their land. And oh, beloved, not only did he desire to to cleanse, restore, and bless the people of Judah, but I come by as a man of God and declare the Lord wants to cleanse, restore, and bless us here today who are believers in him. He wants us to reap the benefits of the promise. Brothers and sisters, God loves, God love compels him to restore and bless. God loves us so deeply. God loves us so intensely that it's according to his nature, it's according to his character that he will bless and restore. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thanks be to God that God lives up to his name. Brothers and sisters, <laughs> you know, someone once said, what's in a name? Because <laughs> even a rose known by any other name will still be a rose. Brothers and sisters, I thank God that God lives up to his name. He lives up to his, his, his name matches his character. His character matches his nature. And that which he displays and he does carries out who he is. Brothers and sisters, I'm so happy and thankful that God keeps his promises. Watch this, brothers and sisters. God promised the city of his people will be transformed by his abiding presence. Brothers and sisters, his presence will make a difference. And brothers and sisters, last night I was in tune to uh, my state president as he was giving his uh, his inspirations uh, to what he called the moonlighter maniacs. And, and as, as we was in that part of uh, exposition, he declares about relying on the presence of God. And brothers and sisters, so ironic uh, that God promised his presence to us. And because he promised his presence to us, his presence makes a difference. Glory to God. If you don't believe that his presence makes a difference, uh, brothers and sisters, just know this and understand that when God shows up, things always happen. If you don't believe me, there was a Red Sea in front of Israel. There was unpassable deserts on one side, mountains on the other side, and an army on their trail. But out of nowhere, God intervenes and tells Moses, lift up your rod. And he lifted up the rod the waters rolled back and Israel walked across on dry ground and they was following Egyptians as they went down to follow pursuit after Israel the Bible says that the waters came down and wiped out the Egyptian army when God shows up God shows out Brothers and sisters, if you if that didn't catch you uh, and, and resonate in your spirit that when God shows up, things happen. Brothers and sisters, uh, uh, Jesus was uh, uh, sitting down with the men he, and he declared, make the men sit down. And, and he started breaking off fish and, and bread. And the Bible said that 5,000 men ate. And then uh, uh, he fed another 8,000, uh, including the women and the children. Brothers Brothers and sisters, God, when he shows up, he shows out. And brothers and sisters, when Paul and Silas was in jail and 
praise press service went on and praise was rendering unto God. The Bible declares that the prison was shaken and the doors was open and everyone bands were loose. And brothers and sisters, what happened was, was a jailhouse revival. What happened was, was God intervening and God doing what others thought couldn't be done. Brothers and sisters, even uh, 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 even on the uh, even when when Saul was on his way to Damascus to persecute the Lord's people, and the Lord knocked him to the ground and, and said, "Who you? Who it is that you? Per- why you're persecuting me, Saul?" And he says, "Who art thou, Lord?" When God shows up, things always happen. Brothers and sisters, and God makes a promise that he is going to abide with his people. And one of the promises that is established in the great commission given unto the church, he tells us, lo, I'll be with you always. And brothers and sisters, because we have his presence, things will work in our favor. Brothers and sisters, the Lord promised to reveal his power and it will it will be marvelous. The promise would almost be too great to comprehend. Lord have mercy. And brothers and sisters, that is absolutely true because uh, brothers and sisters, the physical eye, the logical eye, the carnal mind cannot receive that which is spiritual. Only spiritual minds and spiritual lenses can receive that which is spiritual. Brothers and sisters, it's going to be unbearable in the flesh. For when the promises of God come to fruition. Brothers and sisters, not only does he, he, he give this promise to them again. But look what he tells them. He says, I'm going to bring it back. But what you got to do, you got to keep telling the truth. Brothers and sisters, understand this. You have to tell the truth. You got you to gotta tell the truth. You, that's right. The truth. The, the truth. Brothers and sisters, God wanted a new relationship with the remnant. Hold on. A different relationship than he had with the forebearers. A different relationship than he had with the forefathers. A different relationship than what he had with the people before bondage. He says, I want to have a different kind of relationship. And brothers and sisters, God is seeking to have a better relationship, a deeper relationship, a more sincere relationship with us. But the question is, are you going to embrace the relationship that God is seeking to have with you? God promise of restoration to the Jews was a blessing. But along with that promise came the mandate to live obediently. Brothers and sisters, you cannot enjoy the blessing of the restoration if you're not going to be obedient. Brothers and sisters, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, brothers and sisters, you cannot enjoy what God is doing if you're not going to fulfill what God has declared. Brothers and sisters, understand this tonight. Understand this. God is seeking us, his followers, his people, 
His children. He is seeking for us to be faithful to Him. And God will test your faith. God will challenge your faith to just see if your faith rests in Him. Brothers and sisters, God will bestow a great measure of blessing upon upon them. He will, he will restore a great measure of blessings upon them, but with a purpose. They, they will be blessed so that they could be a blessing to others. Hold on. This is where we have a problem in the church because we don't like to be a blessing. We want to be blessed, but we don't want to be a blessing. Brothers and sisters, understand that God only blessed you so that you would be a blessing. Brothers and sisters, God blessed you so you can, brothers and sisters, represent for him. So you can carry out his agenda. So you can fulfill what he's called to you. And brothers and sisters, don't think it's strange. The Lord at times will move upon your heart to be a blessing to somebody. And woe unto you if you refuse not to be a blessing. Woe unto you if you refuse not to sow a seed into somebody's life. All because uh, you, you feel as though your money is funny and your change is strange. Brothers and sisters, if God laid it on your heart, then do it because the truth of the matter is God is going to provide whatever you need. Lord, help me through this tonight. His, his word to them was, fulfill what I told you. Be obedient. Brothers and sisters, if you want to experience the favor of God in restoration, you must be obedient. What has God told you to do that you have not done? What has God placed on your heart that has that you have not produced? What has God uh, directed you to uh, to bring forth that you have not, brothers and sisters, take part in as of yet? God was giving His people another opportunity to live under the broad umbrella of His blessings. And brothers and sisters, just as He's given Israel and Jude, the people of Judah, another another opportunity. To live underneath his broad measure of an umbrella as he has extended his grace and his grace to give them blessings, brothers and sisters to enjoy the, 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 the benefits of his blessings as he has extended that, brothers and sisters. Hear me tonight as I declare God has extended to us a measure of grace so we can even in this pandemic experience the favor of God. Brothers and sisters, it'll be a tragedy to go through this pandemic still carrying on the way we've been carrying on. Still being negative to each other. Still being nasty to each other. Still being conniving. Still being cutthroat. Oh, brothers and sisters, guess what? Just because we carry the cross and the Bible don't mean these things don't exist among us. Brothers and sisters, it's time to do away with the old stuff. It's time to put away that backdoor meeting mentality. It's time to put that stuff away because God is seeking us to carry out his agenda. And you can't carry out his agenda if you're so busy trying to build you a masterpiece. 
brothers and sisters, as God had presents his blessings unto the people, and God shares with the people of Judah, I have blessings in store for you. I have a will in store for you. I have uh, I have a plan for your life. Brothers and sisters, the question is, are you, are you going to fulfill what God has implemented? Are you going to carry out God's agenda? Are you going to do what God has called you to do? In this lesson, brothers and sisters, if God allows you to be a blessing, be a blessing in this season. Because everything you need, God is going to provide. He's, he's going to pour out everything you need. So if he lays on your heart to sow $100, sow $100. It doesn't matter whose it's for. Sow what God has laid on your heart to sow. Because you're going to reap the benefits for being obedient to God. Brothers and sisters, I wish I could tell you that if you give this, you're going to have something uh, next week in the mail. No, I can't tell you that. That's not the word God has given me. But the word God has given me is that he has already blessed you to be a blessing. And that's the truth, brothers and sisters. And here it is, brothers and sisters. God promised, God promised was that a new day was coming to an obedient and a righteous people. You will not experience a new day. You will not experience the, the uh, joys of being restored if you don't carry out and fulfill what he has said. Brothers and sisters, you must carry out the kingdom's agenda. You must carry out what God has implemented. God desires that, that, that they and we live in prosperity and peace. But this would not be possible without their obedience. God will not bless you if you don't be obedient. God will not allow you to prosper past this pandemic if you're not obedient. Brothers and sisters, obedience is a requirement, not a suggestion. I'm going to say that one more time because it felt good to my spirit. Obedience is a requirement and not a suggestion. Obedience is a requirement and not a suggestion. You have to be obedient, brothers and sisters. I don't know who tuned it into me right now, but I want to impart this word into you. Quit carrying on all crazy and whatnot when it comes to God's church and God's business. Give in to leadership. Because if God wanted multiple leaders in position, he would, have, he would have put it that way. But God had put people on assignments to lead. And therefore, you must follow. Here it is, brothers and sisters. Obedience will birth the outcome. I'm going to say that one more time. Obedience will birth the outcome. So my brothers and sisters, I'm not going to ask you a question about do you want to be blessed? No. Brothers and sisters, I believe all of us want to be blessed. All of us want to experience the favor of God. All of us want to experience the move of God. All of us want to experience the benefits of God. But brothers and sisters, my question to you tonight is how can you be a blessing? How can you be a blessing, brother and sister? 
How is it? How in which way can you contribute to being obedient to God? Brothers and sisters, I've done my best to share with you the Sunday school lesson. And it's my prayer that the lesson has blessed you. It's my prayer that the lesson uh, motivates you and steers your heart to that which is right. 